Peace and blessings to you. I am Michael Rojas. And as I share this message with you, we are being held in this container of love, this container of light, this container of compassion, of understanding for every soul that hears this message and those who don't, knowing that we are a collective, knowing that we are here sharing in this what we call human journey together. And so this recording is something that I've been working on for three weeks. Um, and it's all in regards to our current situation, right? Specifically um, for, well, for all of us. And, and then there's uniqueness to it for those of us here in Las Vegas in that Today marks the three-week uh, three um, uh, milestone that we have been in this current state, right? So it was on the 17th of March when Governor Sisolak um, shut down the strip and um, non-essential businesses. And so today being April 7th, this is the third week that we are experiencing this. And so in these three weeks, there's things that have just been revealed to me that have been ahas, epiphanies that have been, um, that, that have come to me and, and it's just continued to evolve. And, and because of it being the three week mark, it just seemed like a, um, like the time to share, right? Um, so let me start with, you know, we are all in this this current situation and it's important that we are each holding in the awareness that you know that, that everything is always moving so this current situation had a begin timestamp to it and it will have an end timestamp to it right Th this isn't going to continue on forever right and even if it I mean, we could look, you know, it's, it's, we're far from this and this will not happen, but I mean, we could go, if we wanted to be a worrisome person, right? If we wanted to hold that mindset, we could hold the mindset of, oh my gosh, humanity is going to die off. And so if humanity died off, there would still be an end timestamp to this, right? So this is why I'm saying that, you know, that there's an end and there's a start and there's an end. So you know, there will, there, there will be an end to it. Uh, fortunately, it will not be anything near that drastic, right? Where, you know, we're, we're three weeks into this and, um, you know, and we're each navigating our way through it, right? Where there's been people that have fallen ill. There's been people that have transitioned, right? Um, there's been people that have um, lost their means of employment, Right. And so, you know, if you take this out of the context of, of this virus thing, those are all events that occur all the time. Right. Those things occur all the time to where life is is birthed into this universe, into this dimension, more specifically, and um, souls transition out of this dimension. Right. There are new businesses that are birthed. There are businesses that uh, close their doors, 
right? There are jobs that um, that are birthed. There are jobs that are uh, terminated for you know a, a series of reasons. So again, not to make light of this, but also to keep it in perspective of what is truly transpiring, right? Um, so I noticed on so I. So as Michael, right, um, the week before the shutdown, um, you know, I was had started to shift into the mindset of, um, you know, just being, just ha have more preparedness, which is something we don't do, right, which is uh, one of our lessons in this that I'm hoping. So let's, let me back up a little bit. We have the opportunity for numerous lessons to come out of this current um, situation that we are being presented with. Right. So let's let's understand that. Um, and so I'm I'm hopeful that one of the many lessons are that people come to uh, have an understanding of a level of preparedness, meaning that um, it's it's you know that that it's not convenient to run to the corner market every time we need one little thing. Right. We're conditioned to be like that. Right. And it's not and. And people might disagree with me, and that's fine, and I respect that, and I love you. Um, but that's really not beneficial to us. That's not really for our highest good and for our highest well-being to have the convenience of running to the market for one item 24 hours a day. Right? So, you know, again, I'm just hoping that uh, I'm, I'm hope-filled that people are um, going to have levels of preparedness uh, within their homes. Um, and, and what that really translates to is that there's levels of mindfulness, right? And so that we aren't um, just being um, reactionary, right? Which is another big thing. I hope that uh, lesson that I am hopeful that, uh, that we collectively get out of this is um, the mindfulness and that in our mindfulness that we are being present with how we're showing up in the world, right? And, um, and, and thirdly, another big lesson is that we are in gratitude for what our life consists of. Um, because when we are living life, because it is our daily experience, there is so much that we take for granted. Right? We just do. And unless we have a, an active practice where we practice gratitude, um, there are countless things that we take for gratitude in our life on a daily basis. So I'm hope-filled that uh, people uh, collectively uh, have new awarenesses in how blessed we each are and, uh, and all the things in which we have to be grateful for. Right? And the list goes on, by the way. It really does. Um, and, and it also then includes, you know, along the line of gratefulness of, you know, what, you know, what our life is and those of us in our lives and what we get to experience in our lives, right? So, um, right, so, so be sure that you're letting those that you, that are in your life, um, letting them know that you love them and that you appreciate them. Really key thing, right? All the time, and certainly right now, uh, because of folks being in 
caught up in in the antiques that we see being played out right and we see that in markets of people um of the shelves being empty right so if we were each in a level of preparedness right we would not have had a run on the markets nor would we then also be in the mindset that we need to hoard as much as we can right because when we're being mindful we would already have had some things in the house and then second part to that being uh, we would go and buy appropriately um, and not feel the need to to overstock um, right? because there is the you know, one thing that uh, and you know another thing that I hope that folks get out of this is that there is enough for everyone right and we're believed to and again it's the matrix that we're in and I'm calling it a matrix right the matrix that we are in has conditioned us and it's all intentional by the way and so this might be too much for some folks but uh, this is just Michael sharing with you where he is in his perspective. So um, if you choose not to subscribe to this, I, again, respect you and I love you. right? But uh, the matri this matrix is not intended for us to live our highest life, to live our, our, our best version of ourself. And instead, it keeps us in low vibrations of worry, doubt, fear, scarcity. Right? And... Um, so I'm hope-filled. Uh, one of the other things is that uh, that we more of us all become conscious to the fact that there is always um, sufficient of whatever it is for all of us, because right? um, there absolutely is. Um, right? It's you know we can you know so we'll focus on food again. Right? There is such an abundance of food, and it's very shameful how much of food is. Um, literally just discarded every day uh, by the farmers, by the by the retailers, by us. Right? Um, I'm just as guilty as maybe some of you in that I buy things and they sit in the fridge and they don't get used, and then I look in the fridge and it just looks horrible. And the only thing I can do is just, you know, quietly throw it away because I have wasted something. Right. Um, so let's just, you know, we get to be, have that level of mindfulness as well. Again, there's just a, a lot that is, you know, that has transpired in these three weeks that um, I'm going to try to share as much as I can in this podcast. I normally keep these podcasts to 15, 20 minutes max. This one might go a little bit longer um, simply because of, of what's to be shared, right? Um, so something that I am um, putting out and I am inviting you to at least at a minimum hear what I am saying, maybe consider it, maybe invoke it as your choice as well. And that is rather than referring to this as a, a lockdown, a shutdown, being sequestered, right? That we really instead look at this as a retreat. And many of us have never been on retreats or even know what a retreat is, right? And, um, and so a retreat is a time away from our, I'm just going to give you not the Webster definition, but just Michael's interpretation. Um, of a retreat, right? So a retreat is that is it is an opportunity 
and a duration of time to where we get to be removed from um, what is referred to as our normal daily lives. Right? So I'm just I'm going to simplify it to that level. And so for those, and, and, and it applies to everyone, right? Even the essential people, because they're having to go through change right now, just as all of us non-essential people, right? Um, but for us non-essential people, right, we have, we're really being blessed in that we are having the opportunity to have this duration of days of sunlight and moonlight to utilize in any fashion that we choose right so the first week of course and maybe the first two days first 10 days um, or maybe even up to this maybe even up to today i don't know right because it's different for every one of us right but hopefully you know we use some duration of this time to prepare ourselves um, in gathering what we need to be at home and then to shifting into being at home right so that occurred um, and so now that that is that 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 has occurred, of course we have to make um, um, we have to make at various intervals, and we can be very mindful about this as well. That we have to go and restock supplies, right? And so that we have to venture out and restock supplies. Uh, but we can be very mindful about that as well, to so that those dates are now um you know very much defined in that we do that in a mindful fashion once a week once every two weeks whatever it might be versus the oh my gosh i need this for this right now so it means the 11 p.m run to 7-eleven to walmart to the local whatever it might be right um yeah, it's not limited only to that, but for everything. So, you know, we have this opportunity to be in this, what I am calling a retreat. And in this retreat, we get to utilize, again, these sun-filled days and these moon-filled nights how we choose. And for some folks, you know, there's individuals who are single parents with four children. There's individuals who work two jobs. There's individuals who work a full-time job and have a side business that they're trying to turn into their full-time business, right? There are, you know, I, I mean, there's, you know, there are countless iterations, right, of, you know, that are taking place that are each of us, right? And so, whatever the circumstances is, right, there's some level of individuals that this is the first time that they can, once they've taken care of their essentials, meaning food, water, you know, electricity and, and that, that they can be home and um, really just be, right? And so just be is also a foreign concept to many of us in, our, in the Western world, in the Western mindset. Right, because again, part of the part of the matrix has us conditioned to always be in a in a doing state, in a doing mind, if you will, um, and to feel guilty when we take time to retreat, and to then guilt others when they are taking time to retreat. 
right? Like people will say, well, that's nice. You could take a vacation. That's nice. You could sit down. And it's like, <laughs> and, and, and so to when people say that, um, it's like, yes, it is. And I get to do it. Um, you know, I don't always say that to folks because for some folks, it just will trigger them too much. And, and I'm not here to trigger individuals, right? But, but it is. Right? So, you know, for some of us, it's the opportunity just to sit down. If you're that single parent, if you're that one that works two jobs, if you're that one that has to, you know, take the bus and it is a two or three bus transfer and it's a two hour commute to work, right? This is your opportunity just to be and to relish these moments, right? For some of us, this retreat is, is simply that and that's enough. For others, it's about learning how to re-communicate, how to reconnect and how to establish communication with those in our household, right? It's really interesting that people that are, you know, that have partners and have children, you know, that a few days into it, they're just, you know, going, oh my God, when are these children going back to school? When is my husband, when is my wife going to work, right? I'm ready to kill them. And, and so, you know, we just get to learn, right? We get to, and, and find humor in all of this because I'm laughing about this because it's important that we can find humor about this because of just the, um, of our humanness and just how um, entertaining we are and how silly we are. And again, I don't mean that in any kind of judgment way or any kind of bad way. It just is, right? We, we all are. Um, right. So, you know, and then for others, it's, you know, that, that, that maybe you're doing a bit more. Maybe you are re-invoking some passion that you have let die. Maybe you um, are a flower designer. Maybe you are a baker. Maybe you are a, a, a clay molder. Maybe you are a scientist. Maybe you are a, um, a um, you know, that you are a mus musician of some form. Maybe you are a songwriter, right? Maybe you um, are a, um, uh, you know, again, it's just an endless list, right? So it's an opportunity for you to, you know, to bring forth something that you have let die. And what you'll notice is, you know, there's something that you have let die. It's actually some aspect of you that you have surrendered so that you can fulfill the daily obligations of being in the, in, in the hustle, right? And so this is your opportunity to uh, reclaim that, re-invoke it, reactivate it, and bring that forth as part of your life going forward. For others, it is the opportunity to um, venture into something new, um, that you want to learn how to play the piano, that you want to learn how to sing, that you want to learn how to cook, right? Uh, who knows what it might be, right? But it's providing you those opportunities. Um, it's providing you the opportunities to uh, reconnect with uh, distant uh, family, distant loved ones, Right, that for whatever reason, um, you know that that some extended duration of time has has been yeah has expired to where you haven't had the communication with someone that you have wanted to. Right, it's the opportunity for us to learn about self, and for many of us, and I'm going to actually say for all of us, 
we are going to all learn about self and um, and this is going to be uncomfortable for many of us because we're now being presented with things that we have been in avoidance of. It's something that our humanness does. It's something that the, that the ego does is that we preoccupy ourselves so that we don't have to deal with our inner stuff. And again, there's no shame, no blame, no guilt in any of this. It's just a matter of fact. Um, and again, the matrix is, is set up that way to keep us uh, in a distracted state in, in, inter, in, in, in an ex, external state. Right? That we are always looking outside of self and outside of home for um, confirmations, for judgments, for validation. Right? That's a really amazing thing that how we are all conditioned to um, seek the approval of others. Right? It's pretty interesting. You know, as children, you know, we, we want to make our parents proud and do, you know, do the best we can and, you know, at least for a percent of us, right? Um, but think about that. We, we grow up and we still continue in that kind of framework that, oh, I got to get my data boys, my data girls. I have to, you know, wear this mask and be perceived as, as this, Right? And so this is the opportunity for all of that stuff to also just start um, shedding away. Um, and it's interesting that this is occurring as we're coming out of winter, right? Because winter is the, uh, the season of death. And so it's the, you know, when we um, allow, just like any animal that hibernates, just like the skin who loses their, their you know, the, the, the snake who loses its skin, right? It's, it's, it's a rebirth, right? It's the caterpillar, caterpillar turning into the butterfly. You know, it's the, the mud and the lotus, right? Blossoming into the beautiful flowers. It's the rising of the phoenix from the ashes. And all of that is us. And so we are all, all now being graced with that opportunity as well. And of course, when there's growth, there's always discomfort, right? So just be aware of that and be okay that there is discomfort and knowing that that too shall pass and knowing that when you come out of that level of discomfort that you will now be in a different state, that you will now be a different being. Right? And so when we all come out of this collectively, all of our perspectives will have ever changed. Right? So even if, okay, so I'm, I'm going to transition to something new now. So even if we, even if this ended tomorrow, we would all still be very different because we have uh, gone through this this three-week cycle. And so even if life went back to our version of normal, it would still be different because we've had this experience. Therefore, our perspective has shifted because now we've had an experience, right? And so this is what occurs as we are moving through our life journey that this life journey is about experiences so that we can continue our evolution, one, and that two, so that we are having the lessons that we are here to have as spirit, right? Three, and that we are here to resolve any karma, and for those that believe in karma, again, again, respecting each and every one of us, right? That samsara, karma, whatever you want to call it, right? Past lives, right? Um, you know, that we are 
in essence, resolving any of that stuff that we have here, right? And so, you know, life continues and life continues. It's, it's, that's, so the, the, the constant in life is that life is forever changing. That's the one thing that we are guaranteed of. That's, that's it, right? We're guaranteed that, that life is forever changing. And our interpretation, our understanding of it, our experience of it is therefore also forever changing. Okay, so um, another concept I want to introduce here is grieving. So generally we associate grieving with death, death of a loved one, death of a, of, um, of a fur baby. For me, those that, are, are, that know me know that my my love for, for dogs, right? And so they're my fur babies, um, you know, and, and, you know, it can be, you know, any kind and any other kind of animal for any one of us, right? So we generally attribute death to the loss of some living being, again, person or animal. But I'm inviting you to expand that to also be in the awareness that death is of a job, Death is of moving to a new city. Death is the ending of a relationship, be it friends, business, um, intimate, um, romantic, right? And so death expresses itself in numerous forms. And so we are all right now, you know, and so this is why week one, many of us were in, and so death comprise grieving comprises of, um, you'll see it most often referred to as seven stages. And so for most of us, week one, we were at stage one of that, you know, of that numbness, of that disbelief, whatever it might be, right? And so that's what I'm saying now, hopefully at week three, that we've moved on from that. But again, um, there's seven stages, and for every one of us, we are each going to experience every stage differently and at different times. And uh, for different durations, right? Some of us might move through the seven stages already. Others might move through the seven stages over the next six months. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, folks. It really doesn't matter. What does matter is that we're moving through the stages, right? And again, it's just like when you have the loss of a loved one, right? Um, it's the same thing. We move through the stages as painful as the loss, the, the loss of a loved one is. Um, we, uh, with time time changes and we move through those stages. Um, what does matter though is if, if we have done our inner work to where we, we have done our, our healing um, around the necessary stages so that you know when we reach that seventh stage that we are in a different state, in a healthy state and, and still not holding on to unhealed uh, wounds and emotions. Right? Which again goes back to our inner work. And so, um, you know, this is also being provided the opportunity for those of us that are consciously choosing to, um, to be engaged or in a work, right? There's that opportunity as well, right? So we are each going through this, this grieving process and, um, and it is right. It just is, this is a grieving process, um, because things are forever changed again, even if it ended tomorrow, things would still be different for every one of us. Okay, um, let me just do a quick time check here. 27 minutes, oh my gosh. Um, okay, so let me also then quickly shift to 
um, I'm just listening. And when I say listening, I'm just listening to Source, Creator, my guides, the angels, my oversoul, right? Okay, and so, um, you know, for some of us now, we have the opportunity to really just be present and engaged in, in our inner work. Um, and again, there's going to be painfulness that comes up. There's, there's, the, if, if you've done prior inner work, you're aware of this. If you're just now starting your inner work, again, you're held in love and light. And um, know that you can reach out to me at any time of the day or the night. Right? You really can. Uh, reach out to others, right, that, uh, who support you and support you um, in a wholeness, right? So we want to make sure that we're reaching out to people whose um, only purpose and only intention is for our highest good and for our well-being. That simple, but also that strong of a proclamation, that strong of a border of a boundary, right? Absolutely, you know, boundaries are, are imperative. That's also part of our inner work. So our inner work right now then will be about, um, you know, the healing. Uh, it will be about boundaries. It's known as our shadow work. It's known as our inner child. Uh, it's known as the dark side. It's known as about our light in the dark. It's known about creating the balance of life. And so there's all of that that is transpiring as well simultaneously and that we each have the opportunity to uh, engage in that and what to. Um, and, 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 and here's the thing. Um, if we don't engage in it then, right now, then we're going to have to engage in it at some point in time. Again, this is just Michael's interpretation, Michael's understanding based on his journey. Um, and, you know, Michael's interpretation and journey is that we are soul, um, that we are spirit, and that we have been here in prior uh, incarnations, that we have lived in prior lives, that we are living lives uh, simultaneously, currently, um, which is known as qu uh, quantum uh, physics. Uh, and so there's plenty of inner work for us to be engaged in as well. Uh, uh, last thing that I want to uh, just touch on quite quickly is things to be doing now during this inner time. So, of course, uh, the things that we have already spoken about, in addition to that, that you are developing routines. Um, and, and routines are that these are conscious activities in which you are engaged in um, in each day or in each night. This is very different from our habits. This is very different from our subconscious pattern behavior. Right? This is being present and mindful so that we are having healthy routines. That we are reminding ourselves and others that we appreciate them and that we love them. Third, that we are expressing gratitude. Fourth, that we are getting sunlight. Fifth, that we are being present and move grieving process consciously. Sixth, that we are being mindful of what we are putting into the body temples. Seventh, that we, those of us are choosing, uh, that we are uh, taking the time to have solitude and, um, and silence. It's key, folks. Key, key, key. Eighth is that we are finding creative, or seventh, whatever it might be, seventh, eighth, I lost 
track folks, that we are finding ways in which to have creative experience expressions, right? So bring forth your creativity, right? And finally, that we are invoking joy, which again is going to be different for every one of us. For some of us, it might be simply turning on music. For others, it might be dancing. For others, it might be baking. For others, it might be uh, watching a comedy. For others, it might be making wine. For others, it might be in a garden. For others, it might be with the paintbrush. Again, we are all source. We are all spirit. And we are each here to be the vessel of light that we are. And as we are doing this, we are each turning up our flame. And as we each turn up our flame, that is being expressed into the tapestry of us, of the collective consciousness. I send each and every one of you love, each and every one of you light. Reminding each and every one of us that we are blessed, that we are a blessing. That each and every one of us are guided in this day, in this night, in all coming days, and in all coming nights. Blessings all. Aloha.